Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get free download and free 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. Over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we'll be reviewing The Red Sparrow and discussing who will win and who should win the Oscars this year. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And here we go. Ozzy, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Pretty good. Uh, this is a quick turnaround for the podcast. <laughs> um, so if you already have listened to the last episode, well, thanks, and thanks for listening to this one. If you haven't gotten a chance to check out the last episode, you should go back and listen to it, because it was a good episode. But yeah, so in this episode, we got a review coming, and we also have, of course, our Oscar stuff, and yes, the Oscars... By the time this episode re- releases, the Oscars will be less than, no, it might be around 24 hours away, which is kind of crazy. Um, I know this is coming coming pretty late, so a lot of you might not even listen to this until after the Oscars, and then, hey, you get to laugh at us if we were really, really wrong. So, you know, is what it is. All right, but let's start with The Red Sparrow. Uh, this is the Jennifer Lawrence spy thriller type movie. And I had pretty high hopes for this. I actually really like the trailers, but I don't know. What what did you think of the movie, Ozzy? Man, Red Sparrow, man. Um, hmm. You know, you know. I remember when this trailer was first released. I was like, damn. I mean, you got Jennifer Lawrence, Joel Edgerton. Um, you got Charlotte Rampling, which last time I saw her was in Dexter, and then you also have Jeremy Irons as well. So I was pretty excited for this movie. Um, but I ended up being pretty bored in this movie. Yeah. Um, it, there was a lot of dialogue. It was heavy filled dialogue, which those of you guys who know me, it's very hard for me to be like, it's very hard for me to even be attached to those movies, but there have been a lot of those movies as of late that have gotten me interested that I'm just like, okay, this dialogue is so interesting this movie is really amazing. Um, the dialogue in this movie does really nothing for me. Um, Carlos, I don't know. Do, do you agree with me when it comes to the dialogue in this film? I think, I, yes. Uh, this movie is really slow. That's the bottom line. It's like, a, what, two hours and 20 minutes or so? And It feels like you're sitting there for three hours. Yes, it feels like a three-hour movie. Um, I checked my phone multiple times. It's just... It's a really slow movie. It really is. There's multiple times when you're just like, what has actually happened in this movie? Uh, and there really wasn't too much. Um, I don't know. Like, there, there's a whole, like, and this is what they kind of sell the movie on, is, like, her training in this whole Red Sparrow program and stuff like that. That doesn't really take up that much time in the grand scheme of the movie, but it feels really long. And it doesn't really, like, that wasn't nearly as compelling as I thought it would be. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of this movie that I think this movie has a lot, lots of potential, but it really was kind of just like, man, uh, why was this movie so slow and kind of boring? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, I mean, I'll say the performances were really well done. I mean, you can't, yeah. I mean, Joel Edgerton and Jennifer Lawrence did everything they could. To make the movie well, well, uh, Jeremy Irons was good. Um, I don't know how I feel about necessarily Jennifer Lawrence's Russian accent. It went in and out a yes. couple times. Uh, it wasn't like awful, but it she did lose it a, a little bit up here and there. Yeah, um, so did Charlotte Ramplings. Um, because I was just like, are, are you British or American <laughs> or are you Russian? What are you? <laughs> um, so it, it would happen a few times. Um, and then, you know, the I don't know. It was just, and I hate to go to the negatives, but, you know. Well, yeah, we didn't um, really talk positives. 
Yeah, but I mean, I'm, it's I'm not a bad to, movie. Uh, it's not a bad movie. I want to say it's that a, it's it's a fine. Decent movie. It's, it's a decent movie. Um, forgettable, I mean, it's, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those movies where you can, you know, you can go, you can take your date in, and you can just have a good time. Um, you know, it's it's one of those movies, and this movie again for me, it was boring. Um, I mean, it wasn't really. I mean, what I will say is that when the action does happen, it does feel really gritty. There are some gruesome um, moments in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, some very gruesome moments where you're like on the edge of your seat and just like, this is what I want, and it's only for like a minute. So, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you do get these action sequences um, really well done. Uh, the direction, the director is Francis Lawrence, um, and and written by Justin Haith. Um, but I mean, again, I mean, this movie, I. I'm kind of disappointed just because it just had such an interesting premise and I don't feel like they executed it well. Yeah. Uh, I, I, to go back and do talk or to actually talk a little bit of positives as well. Uh, I do think Jennifer Lawrence is probably the strongest performance in this movie. Joel Edgerton's really good. Um, but I think Jennifer Lawrence, uh, she definitely has her moments to shine. I agree with you that when they we actually do get some action, and I don't want, I hesitate to call this an action movie because it's not an action movie at all. Um, but when we do get a little bit of action, it's actually probably the best scene in the movie. Um, and I think Jennifer Lawrence's character, while not necessarily super dynamic, is pretty strong um, in her in the one thing that she does, like. She doesn't have, like, a huge range of emotion that she's asked um, to give in this movie, but uh, she plays this really cold, distant, um, kind of uh, too-smart-for-her-own-good-type character uh, very well, and I think that that character is actually somewhat interesting. Uh, Yeah, and there are some of the spy elements that work, but then this is going to bring me into full-blown negatives. I... This is another one of these spy movies that I think just tries too hard. It really does. It wants to trick you so many times. And the whole idea of this movie is trying to get you to second guess uh, which side Jennifer Lawrence's character is actually on. And they do it one too many times. There's just, it's just like, it. honestly, it's almost headache-inducing because like they're like, Oh no, she's you know she's gonna betray Russia. Nope, she's loyal to Russia. Nope, she's gonna betray Russia. She's loyal to Russia. We go back and forth on which one they want us to think so many times. It's really frustrating, and it's just I'm trying to trick you way too much, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I hundred percent agree with you. It was way too many times. It was it was confusing. Yeah. They're trying to make like a lot of twists and turns. The twists and turns didn't even make any sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was just. Like you know, when it led up to the finale of the film, um, you didn't even care. <laughs> exactly. Um, you didn't care why she was doing what she was doing, um, which is very bad. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Jennifer Lawrence had the strongest performance. I personally think it was Joel Okay. Um, Fair. And I'm just saying that because I really like Jeremy Irons did, as she, well. By the way. Yeah, I, I would. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm giving points to Joe. I just said this because his his American accent. I don't, I don't even know if he's American. I think he's from. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I think he's from. He's from. Yeah, he's from Australia. Um, he has a really great American accent. He knows it once. Um, Jennifer Lawrence has a Russian accent. She was. That's the only reason why I'm giving it to Joe. I just said. Um, but I mean, a Russian accent is hard to do. I've tried to do it, and I can't do it for the last me. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um. But she, you know, for me, it was just too much. Um, you know, I was basically rooting for uh, every time the artist was on screen, I was, my eyes were glued to the screen. Um, so, you know, again, you have some great characters in there. Some some of the performances do, uh, you know, they do lose themselves a little bit just because, you know, you, you lose the accent here and there a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, overall, it's a decent film. You're not going to really remember this film. I would consider it more of a date flick. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you take your date there, and boom, you guys have a good time. Um, but this movie really is, is not something that I remember. So I'm going to go ahead and write this movie a solid six. Um, yeah, I'm going to be a little lower than you. I'm probably going to go with like a 5.6. So, yeah, I I, th- I just think it's a forgettable movie. It's, it's not, I don't, I, again, it's not bad. It's just 
it, it, it is another one of these spy movies that's just kind of there. And I was really disappointed by this movie, <laughs> to be honest, uh, because I really like Jennifer Lawrence, and I was looking forward to it. All right, but let's move on to our Oscar prediction stuff. Uh, this is this is it, Ozzy. We're, we're finally here. The Oscars are actually at the time of recording tomorrow. So, yeah, we're finally here. We did our whole road to the Oscars. We talked about a lot of the categories, not all of them, but we talked about a lot of them. And, yeah, now it's time to finally make our picks. Uh, so what we're going to do here is we are going to say... Which we're gonna go through every category, and we are gonna say which movie, in which nominee should win, and which one will win. So we're saying which one we think out of these choices is the best in our opinion, but which one's gonna win? Because a lot of the time it's different. Um, a lot of the times it's different. So, uh, do you want to start with the smaller ones? Do you want to start with the bigger ones? This is something we should have talked about before, but I completely forgot. So Let's start with the smaller ones. All right. Well, let's work our way. Yeah. I'm just, okay. I'm, I found a random page, and I'm going to work my way uh, from the bottom. So the first one that they list here is Best Visual Effects. So to remind you all what the nominees are. Oh, and by the way, uh, as we're going through these, we want to know what you guys pick, what you guys think is going to win, um, because, you know, it's always fun to try to beat, be the best at predicting these kind of things. All right, but so for best visual effects, to remind everyone, the nominees are Blade Runner 2049, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Kong Skull Island, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and War for the Planet of the Apes. Ozzy, which one do you think should win and which one do you think will win? War the Planet of the Apes should win and will win. I mean, you just there's no there's no topping like the realism of the apes in this film. There's just no topping it. Um, I think these movies only compete with themselves when it comes to visual effects, and they have done it the best for the last decade. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and give it to War. All right, uh, I'm gonna say. War for the Planet of the Apes, Planet of the Apes, should win, uh, and will win. Eh? Yeah, and will win. I I agree with you. I we're on the same page here, Ozzy. I I, I, I you basically said it. Th these movies are revolutionary when it comes to their visual effects, and I think that the Academy realizes that. The only one that gives me a pause is Blade Runner twenty forty nine, but. I, the only one that gives me pause is Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, I I just think that Star it, Wars and Blade Runner are like are like at a close second. Yeah, it's I I wouldn't be surprised if Blade Runner gets it just because I think the Academy wants to recognize that movie in some way, um, and I think that might be the way that they end up doing it. But it is what it is. War is the one we think is going to take it. All right. Well, let's move on to best film editing. So, to remind everyone, again, the nominees are Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I, Tanya, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. So, uh, so best film editing, I'm going to say that I think Baby Driver, ooh, I, I think I, Tanya should win. I, I'm going to say that. I think I, Tanya should win, and I think... Dunkirk will win. I think Baby Driver should win, um, but I, I'll go with Dunkirk. Okay, interesting, interesting. I'm surprised oh. you didn't go for Baby Driver. Uh, I just I love the way they put together Itania. To be honest, um, yeah, that that's what I got. All right, we're gonna go to best costume design. So we have Beauty and the Beast. Which uh, it's hard to remember that that movie came out last year. Uh, D Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, and oh, The Shape of Water and Victoria and Abdul for best costume design. What I'm gonna got? go Darkest Hour should win and will win, which is really weird. Because Phantom Thread is about costumes, but it's about it's about it's basically about costumes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I'm gonna go. 
Yeah, I'm going to go, actually, the Phantom Thread will win and should win. I, I think, you're right, it is about costumes, and I think that that's just going to, it, this is a, a lock in this category for me. Uh, I, my only, my only question was which one should win, which is an interesting question, because, I don't know, you've been more the costume person this year, so. Hey, I mean, I might lose, because <laughs> Phantom Thread... Phantom Thread is basically about dresses and, yeah, and, and all that stuff. So, I mean, it has a very good chance of winning. Um, but hey, I could be wrong. All right. So now we are going to move on to best makeup and hairstyling. So we have only three nominees in this category, which makes this category kind of unique. We have Darkest Hour, Victoria and Abdul, and Wonder. I will start us off. I think... Darkest Hour will win. Uh, I guess Wonder should win, but I think Darkest Hour is going to take it, ultimately. That's my prediction, Darkest Hour. Same. Okay, cool. So, wait, you're the same on both? You think Wonder should take it, too? Actually, no, I'm going to reverse it. I think Darkest Hour should take it, but I think they're going to give it to Wonder. Interesting. Um, I think I think they're going to try to give that movie some recognition, some recognition um, for his message. Yeah. Um, so, you never know. Interesting. All right. Uh, oh, and just a side note, we're using a bit of a ghetto kind of way to record on Ozzy's end, so if you notice any background noise, we apologize. It's Ozzy's mic situation is a little uh, tragic at the moment. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what that is, if you notice that. All right, so now we're going to move on to Best Cinematography. We have the nominees are Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. Ozzy, doing best cinematography? Got? Yeah. Blade Runner 2049 for both. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I... Oof. And it's really weird because I remember where, I remember when Dunkirk came out, you're like, dude, this is... There's nothing There's nothing that's going to beat it's, this. It's a gorgeous movie. Um, um, And then Blade Runner 2049 just blew yeah. us out of the water. So I got to give it to Blade Runner 2049. I, ag- I, mean, I agree that Dunkirk it should Dunkirk is a beautiful... Dunkirk is a beautiful film. Um, but I, I know that, I mean, I, I just know that Blade Runner yeah. 2049 is going to win. I mean, if it doesn't win, that's going to be an upset. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, that's the thing. I, I agree with you on both counts ultimately, but there's, there's the weird issue of Roger Deakins, which ultimately I think helps Blade Runner 2049 because Roger Deakins is like one of the best cinematographers of all time. Um, but he's, I believe he's been nominated 14 times for Best Cinematography, and he's never won. <laughs> so it's a strange little thing. I, I think they'll prob- this might be the one where they're like, all right, finally, we'll give it to you. So I agree with you, Blade Runner 2049 for both. All right, Best Production Design. We have Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, and The Shape of Water. Uh, oh, man, this is, I want to say Blade Runner 2049 should win, but The Shape of Water will win. The Shape of Water is, it's, I mean, it's Guillermo del Toro, so it's always going to have great production design, and I think this is where we start to see that The Shape of Water is going to kind of sweep a lot of these awards, and I think this is definitely a category that The Shape of Water is going to win. Yeah, I'll agree with you on the will win, The Shape of Water. Okay. Um, What do you think should win, then? Shape of Water. Okay. Awesome. All right. So now we're going to move on to the sound categories. We have Best Sound Mixing, with which the nominees are Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go Baby Driver should win. Okay. Um, Star Wars: The Last Jedi will win. All right. Um, hmm. 
Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to say... Ugh, man, I'm, I'm torn between Baby Driver and Dunkirk. Because war movies, a lot of the times, take these awards. Eh. All right, I'm going to say Baby Driver should win. Dunkirk will win. That's what I got. So Dunkirk is my official prediction. All right, best sound editing. We have Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. All right, I'm going to go Dunkirk sweeping these categories. So I'm going to say Dunkirk will win and the sh- eh, and Star Wars The Last Jedi should win. But, but uh, Dunkirk will win. Dunkirk will win. Blade Runner 2049 should win. Okay. All right. So now we're going to go on to what might be the category that Ozzy is more hyped for than I am, and that is Best Original Song. You're the more the music guy than I ever will be. So our nominees are Mighty River, River from Mudbound, Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your Name, Remember Me from Coco, Stand Up For Something from Marshall, and This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. This Is Me is, is for both. Um, really? Yes. Uh just because in the time era that we're in, you know, um, I think Fair. that we're definitely um, gonna, I think we're definitely gonna see the song win, um, and I think they're gonna want to give a musical something. So, I definitely think that's that's what's gonna happen. Huh, man, I am not honestly quite sure about what should win because, like, a lot of these songs, I'm like struggling to remember them. <laughs> like, I don't remember. I don't remember "Stand Up for Something." I don't think I saw Marshall. No, you didn't. No, I, I was the only one Marshall. who saw it. Um, I didn't see Mudbound. Well, I did see, what I'm talking about. I, I did see Mudbound, um, but I don't remember the song Mighty River or Call Me By Your Name's Mystery of Love. But yeah. um, I think This Is Me is going to win it. I mean, it's. I mean, it was on the hundred. Yeah. It was like in the top 100 billboards for a long That's time. True. That's true. Um, you know, it's just the message that that song brings out is a very powerful message. Okay. Um, so I think it should win Lowland. I think a close second might be Remember Me by Coco. But yes. It's that, like, and, it'd and, be like a, it'd be like a very close second. Though. And that's where my ultimate, my prediction is going to be. I think Coco, uh, Remember Me from Coco will win. I think this is where, again, we start to see the power of Disney and the power of Disney's campaigning machine. Uh, and I actually, now that I think about it, I'm like looking at who, uh, did all these songs common did stand up for something and I actually remember that song from from Marshall and I will say stand up for something should win but it's not going to it's gonna be remember me all right moving on to another musical category best original score we have Dunkirk Phantom Thread The Shape of Water Star Wars The Last Jedi and three billboards outside Ebbing Missouri Ozzy what do you got I'm going to say Dunkirk will win. Interesting. The Shape of Water should win. Hmm. Alexandra Desplat is a really really great... um, That's true. Really, really great composer. But Hans Zimmer is arguably the best of all time when it comes to composing music. Um, And I love Dunkirk's score. I also love The Shape of Water score. Um, they're both they're both like top, you know, top top yeah. this year. But um, I feel like it, it might be there. Or uh, you also mentioned John Williams as well. Yes. So um, I mean, I think he could go either way you go. Um, but I might change it to it's a really tough category. Yeah, I know it's rough. I think this is a three horse race. I think it's either Hans Zimmer, Alexandre Des. Despot, Despot, I don't know how you say it, uh, for The Shape yeah. of Water, and or John Williams for The Last Jedi. For me... I'm ultimately okay, just going to say Dunkirk. Ooh, Dunkirk <laughs> will win. Okay. It's just tough, man. It is. It's a rough um, category. And then John Williams should win. All I'll right. give it to John Williams because he's made a lot of memorable soundtracks. That's true. Ugh. All right. I will say... In a shocking turn of events, I will say Hans Zimmer should win for Dunkirk, but Alexandre Despot 
will win for the Shape of Water. I am putting a lot of eggs in the Shape of Water basket for this uh, exercise. So that's what I got. All right, now we're going to move on to some short films. So, Ozzy, you haven't seen a lot of these, or most of these. Nope. So you're just going to be basically blind guessing. Um, but, hey, that, it is what it is. All right, uh, so best animated short film. We have Dear Basketball, which is the Kobe Bryant uh, short film. Garden Party, which is a very strange and very dark frog um, one that has probably the best animation of the bunch, just saying that. Uh, it's really realistic. We have Lou, which is the Pixar one, which played in front of Cars 3, I believe. Um, Negative Space, which was an interesting one that might have been one of my favorites. Uh, Revolting Rhymes, which is a one from the UK about a bunch of fairy tale creatures and it's 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 a pretty good one as well all right uh ozzy if you had to pick one which one are you picking revolting rhymes all right for both interesting all right uh for me i'm gonna go i think lou will win because pixar and I think Negative Space should win. That ended up being my favorite. I think Lou, Negative Space, and Revolting Rhymes are the three best of the bunch. Uh, but a dark horse in this category, one that I won't be necessarily surprised if it wins, is Deer Basketball. I think Kobe Bryant's big enough a name that I won't be surprised if that happens. But my, my actual pick is Lou. All right. Best live action short film. We have... DeKalb Elementary, which is about about someone who goes into a elementary school and he has a gun, and it's very tense. It's twenty minutes. Um, the Eleven O'Clock, which is the only comedy of the bunch about uh, a psychiatrist who meets with a patient who also thinks he's a psychiatrist, which is hilarious. Uh, we had My Nephew Emmett, which. Kind of reminded me of Mudbound, uh, but a short film version of it. It was interesting. Um, we have The Silent Child, which is about which is about a deaf uh, girl and someone who comes to teach her. Uh, we have and we have uh, Watu Wate, All of Us, um, which is about a group. Uh, or it's about. Someone traveling from one African country to another, and there's one Christian amongst amongst the bunch, and they get attacked on the road, and all of the Muslims, spoiler alert, it's based on true events, band together to uh, hide the Christian. So, Ozzy, which one do you think will win? I think that the one about the school shooting, yep. I don't know the name of that one, um, should one, but I think it's going to go to the psychiatrist one that you mentioned. Really? Okay. Interesting. Yes. All right. I'm going to say DeKalb Elementary will win, uh, which is the school shooting one. And I think this mostly because I read that Oscar voting opened, which Oscar voting like for the final tally for all of these takes place in a very short amount of time. And it um, opened right after the Parkland shooting. I think that that's um, in a weird way going to kind of give that uh, short a little bit of a push. This is like one of my favorite categories, by the way, because all of these are great. Basically, after every one of these shorts, I was like, oh, man, that was the best one. And then I would watch the next one. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was the best one. It was it's such a good category. If you get a chance to watch any of these, I highly recommend them. Um, as for which one should win, The Silent Child is my favorite. It, it was amazing. Um, I just, I love that one. It was really sweet. All right. So now we're going to move on to another rough category in terms of people having seen them. Uh, we have best documentary short. Uh, Edith and Eddie, which I have not seen. Heaven is a traffic jam on the 405, which I believe, no, I haven't seen that one. Heroin, which is a Netflix one, which I have seen. Knife Skills, which is available on YouTube, by the way, which is about um, a bunch of inmates who, when they get out, they start working at a restaurant, and it's about the restaurant and that kind of uh, rehabilitation program. And then we have Traffic Stop, which I have not seen. I think you need to go first on this one. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to go with the one I have seen. I'm going to go heroin, will win, and should win. It's the one I've seen. So, <laughs> we're one of the two I've seen. I'm going to go with 
Hmm. Edith and Eddie should win. Okay. Knife skills will win. Interesting. All right. Uh, <laughs> like I said, knife skills and heaven is a traffic jam on the four hundred five are all avail are both available on YouTube. So I just haven't gotten around to heaven is a traffic jam yet, but they're both available on YouTube. So they're literally free, quite literally free. So. I recommend people check them out as well. Um, and I believe all of the ones in this category are actually free. You just have to do some looking for the other ones. All right. So now we're going to move on to best documentary feature. So this is a full length documentary. We have Abacus, Small Enough to Jail, uh, which I haven't seen. Faces Places, which is the one made by Agnes Varda, who is a Hollywood legend. Um, we have Icarus, which is about... Uh, it starts out about like trying to figure out how easy it is to get away with doping in um, the biking uh, sport, but then it turns into basically this huge thing about this doctor who uh, used to run the state um, authorized doping program in Russia and how like he uh, turns on Russia and they like he's fearing for his life. It is nuts. Um, and then we have Last Man in Aleppo which is an, uh, one of these about uh, the white hats in uh, Syria. And then we have Strong Island, which is a true, uh, true crime doc about this guy who was murdered and the person who murdered him was never indicted. Um, and it was an all-white grand jury who kind of let him go or let the white guy who shot the black guy go. All right, so... I think Icarus should win, and I think ugh, I'm gonna say Faces Places will win because Agnes Varda is a just a such a well known name in Hollywood. I think that will probably put Faces Places over the edge. I haven't seen it, so I can't speak to its quality. Uh, but again, I'm rooting for Icarus, and I won't be surprised if Icarus wins as well because that's probably this it's it's the best one so that I've seen at least. I'm going with Igris, too. All right. Awesome. All right, so now we're going to move on to... This is a category that neither of us have seen any of them in. Uh, so we're just going to make our predictions blindly. I'll read off the names of these, and I'll read off the country they're from. And this is Best Foreign Language Film. We have A Fantastic Woman, which is from Chile. We have The Insult, which is... Uh, from Lebanon, we have Loveless, which is from Russia, we have On Body and Soul, which is from Hungary, and we have The Square, which is from Sweden. I'm going with a fantastic woman from Chile, just because, you know, I'm Latin, so I gotta go for my, uh, I gotta go, I gotta, I gotta go for my Latin people, you yeah. know, I gotta root. Uh, that one is probably the most, uh, the one I've heard the most about, so that's probably what I'm gonna go with as well. Um, for will win and should win because I haven't seen any of them. So, <laughs> all right. Now we're going to move on to best animated feature. All right, Ozzy. What do you got? I think I know where you're going. Which Did you see The Breadwinner yet, by the way? I, I haven't been able to see it, girls. Uh, Ozzy. <laughs> oh my I'm going to watch I'm going to I'm literally going to watch it today, though. Okay. Um, I, so so if, I, if I do agree with you, if I do agree with you, I'll change it. Yeah, uh, for, by the way, for a lot of, for like best doc, best documentary short subject, both of those, I haven't seen all of the movies in those categories yet. So I will post on social media if I end up changing my thing, uh, my prediction for that, because I'm probably going to watch a few more of these tonight. Just saying. Uh, but anyway, what do you got for this one? Okay, so there's Boss Baby, <laughs> there's The Bread Runner, yes. there's Coco. Fernandad and Loving Vincent. Vincent. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go with Boss Baby. Will win. Shut up. You're such um, a liar. <laughs> <laughs> um, Coco definitely should win. Will win. All right. Um, if I see Breadwinner, um, I'll let you know. All right. Um, I'm gonna say Coco will win. That's my prediction. But I am definitely rooting for the Breadwinner, and I will gladly be wrong. Um, if they end up choosing Breadwinner, but it's probably not going to happen because Disney is a machine. All right, moving on to some of the bigger ones now. We're definitely getting into the, into the thick of it here. We've got Best Adapted Screenplay. We have Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. Uh, so, 
All right. Uh, I'm going to say Call Me By Your Name will win. That's my prediction. But oh, I'm, I want to say The Disaster Artist should win. But uh, you know what? I'm just going to stick with Call Me By Your Name. Call Me By Your Name should win and will win. The Disaster Artist will win. Really? Logan should win. I, I don't think the Disaster Artist has a chance right now, especially, I don't know when this whole, you know what's going on with that movie, right? Or that script or whatever. No, what's going on with it? Apparently, like, they're being sued by, like, the people who wrote the book or something. I don't know. It's weird. Um, but I don't know. Uh, may, maybe the voting started before all that news came out, so who knows? Okay, so never mind. <laughs> um, Logan should win. Call me by your name, but win. All right. <laughs> I hope. I hope like it's not uh, the disaster artist, so that you don't get mad at me for like changing your mind. Um, I'm gonna be pissed with you. I'm I mean, be, like, okay. How about this? You can <laughs> like you, you just look it up and like do some research, and then if you change your mind, post it on like Twitter or something. If you think ah no, it's it fine. Then just post I'm it on. I'm putting it up right now. All right. Anyway, uh, all right. Well, so we will move on to best original screenplay for now. While Ozzy's looking that up, and I guess I'll start since Ozzy's looking that up. We have the nominees are The Big Sick, Get Out, uh, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, Get Out should win, but it's not going to. Uh, I say. Three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri probably will win. Uh, that's my prediction. I think Get Out definitely has a shot in this category. And I won't be surprised. This is a really good category, by the way. What category were you doing? What were we doing again? Best original screenplay. Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Okay. Jeez, um, oh, this is a crazy category. It's so stacked. The big sick will win. Really? Wow. And will and should win. Interesting. Ah oh, man, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. I th I think three billboards uh, is going to win, but I think Get Out should win, and I'm gonna be rooting for it. And I will again be happily wrong if Get Out wins it. I'll be happily wrong if you're wrong. Right. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to move on to, now we're into the acting categories, Best Supporting Actress. So we have Mary J. Blige from Mudbound, Allison Janney from I, Tanya, Leslie Manville from Phantom Thread, Lori Metcalf from Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer from The Shape of Water. Ozzy, what do you got in this category? Allison Janney for both. Oh my gosh! If she doesn't win that. That's where I'm gonna be really pissed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have Allison Janney. Um, I have her for both as well. I think she will win and should win for best supporting. All right, moving on. We have best supporting actor. We have Willem Dafoe for the Florida Project, Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water. Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, okay, so for me, I think I think this is a pretty cut and dry one. I think it's will win, should win, Sam Rockwell. Uh, Sam Rockwell, he's got a lot of momentum right now, and I think he deserves that momentum. He was the best part of that movie. So, All right. Uh, moving on, we have Best Actress in a Leading Role. Sally Hawkins from The Shape of Water, Francis McDormand from Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Margot Robbie for I, Tanya, Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird, and Meryl Streep for The Post. What do you got? Francis, so it's, a close, it's close between Sally Hawkins and Francis McDormand, um, but I'm going to go with Francis McDormand will win, and Sally Hawkins should win. All right. Mm. Wow, I, I'm surprised you said Sally Hawkins should win. Um, I'm going. Francis um, I, I want. I just want to give. I just want to give some. I want to give Sally Hawkins some credit. That's why I said should win. Because right. I mean, I think she was. It's a close. For me, it's a close call. I agree. Um, but Francis McDormand will 100% win. I'm gonna go Francis McDormand for both. Francis McDormand should win and will win. 
Um, I've even in my mass criticism of three bow boards, the performances have never been an issue with me and um, supporting and best actress, my predictions and wants for those uh, should show that. All right, moving on to best actor. We have Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis. What? Do, do you want? Oh, yeah, we already did the supporting actor. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread. Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. And Gary, oh, Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. And Denzel Washington from Roman J. Israel Esquire. Gary Oldman for both. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I, uh, yeah, Gary Oldman. I mean, he's he, he's amazing. It's it, he's finally gonna get an Oscar, and I think that he definitely deserves it. Um, I will say I won't be like super super pissed if Timothy Chalamet wins it because I think he was amazing in that movie, and I I'm gonna be, be super super pissed. Yeah. Gary Oldman blew me out of the water. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I agree I'm, with you. I agree with you. But like, I'm gonna be pissed. I won't be pissed. Like, he it. was. Be fun. <laughs> I'm gonna be pissed because Gary Oldman had the best performance of the year. So okay. why not give it to the best performance of the year? Interesting. All right. So now we're gonna move on to the second to last category. Here we have best director: Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, and Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Okay. Um, what do you got? But no, you go first. All right, fine. I went first last time. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I'm going to say Christopher Nolan should win. Uh, but... Or Jordan Peele. I don't know. Either way, my prediction is going to be Guillermo del Toro. The Shape of Water is going to... Uh, clean up here so the, sh- the Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water is my prediction and I would be rooting for either Christopher Nolan or Jordan Peele probably probably Nolan I guess <laughs> I don't I'm know. shocked I don't know I'm there's, shocked. there's there's a lot of options on this category like I actually kind of like this category I like I think it's a little top heavy but I, I like this category so uh, okay uh, I'm gonna go Dunkirk Shinwin Greta Gerwig's Lady Bird will win uh, yeah, Lady Bird. I mean, Greta Gerwig's great, but I don't, I don't think she has a shot at actually winning. I think it's Guillermo del Toro here. Um, so what was your prediction for that one? Which one was Will win? Sorry, I'm... Greta Gerwig. Oh, Greta Gerwig. Oh, wow. Hey, I mean, I'll be I'll be very happy if that actually happens. <laughs> uh, I'm shocked you didn't even mention it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, I I, I guess it's because I've said so much about it that I didn't even like. Eh. I didn't even say, think I needed to say anything. Everybody knows how I feels about, feel about Greta Gerwig's uh, directing job in that. All right, so now the big daddy of them all, we have Best Picture. We got a lot of nominees here. Here we go. Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. What do you got, Ozzy, for the big one? Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri should win, will win. Wow. Uh, I, yeah, I agree that this is a two-horse race. I think this is either the shape of water or three billboards for a will win. Uh, I will say my dark horse that like I could see sneaking in there just with the way they do voting, I could see Get Out surprising everybody and get and getting the win. But my actual pick is going to be The Shape of Water. Like I said, I'm putting a lot of uh, eggs in that basket. The Shape of Water, I, I think, has a lot of momentum. The Rebo Boards definitely does as well. But I think um, some of the pushback against that movie might start to leak into there. But I, I, I don't know. That just might be my personal bias. Uh, as for should win, ugh, I'm prob- out of these picks... I'm trying to think what's highest. Oh, it's Dunkirk. Dunkirk should win. Duh. Dunkirk was my number one. <laughs> so, yes, Dunkirk should win. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, The Shape of Water will win. I'm surprised you didn't say Dunkirk. Picture? Yeah. I'm I wanted to, but I don't think it's going to I don't, I don't think it's gonna win Best Picture. I'm talking about for, um, for, I'm talking about for should win, though. 
Like, that was your number two. <laughs> That's why I'm, like, a little surprised there. Um, I, I don't think it's going to just because I feel like... I know. I'm not saying for Will like Win. I just feel like... I, I don't think so because, I mean, I, like, I don't know. I feel like you have more of an ensemble cast in the, and everything just for... Fair um, you definitely do think about things more of an, from an actor's point of view, so that definitely... I don't know. I just think... Yeah, um, I don't know. I just think I just think when you, when it comes to best picture, I think it's like more of more <laughs> of the ensemble, especially the, yeah. the spotlight one. There was like a huge ensemble there. Yeah. Um, there was a huge ensemble for um, for which one for last year's Moonlight. Yeah. If you think about it. Um, so I mean, I think it's it's gonna be based. I mean, that's why I'm saying like it's based on ensembles. I agree. I um, agree. So to- I'm gonna go with uh, that's why I chose Ebony, Missouri. You know, visually, what? when it comes to the editing, Dunkirk, I would go. Like, if I'm thinking of a, from a technical aspect, Dunkirk. Yeah. Right. See, this is where okay, because I I think you're right from the actors' point of view, which the actors do have the biggest branch in the academy. So that's something to always keep in mind. But then I like producers. I believe the producer skilled um, Shape of Water one, director skilled Shape of Water one. So I ultimately think these two could split the vote, and that's why I think Get Out is definitely a dark horse where it could sneak in there. I, I'm, I mean, I'm again, really again, tempted to just still, go with Get still, Out and be bold. It's still an ensemble for Get Out. You that's know true. I, I'm um, so tempted. I uh, I just need someone to be like, I dare you to do it, and then I'd probably do it. Uh, I dare you do that. All right, fine. Screw it. <laughs> Screw it. I'm changing my <laughs> changing my will win. I'm going get out. I'm going bold. If I get best picture right, then I don't care if I lose the rest of it. <laughs> Screw it. I'm going get out. All right, I'm I'm sticking to you know what? Two <laughs> water should win. Three billboards will win. <laughs> All right, there you go. Now you now we hit every everything. Um <laughs> I swear, if you talk to me, I guess this is your revenge for me maybe talking out of Disaster Artist. But anyway. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that's my pick. I'm not going to change it. That's what I'm sticking with. Uh, the only ones that I'm possibly going to change are documentary feature, documentary short film, and maybe foreign language film because I know my brother is going to see a couple of those. So if he goes and sees them and says, no, this one's amazing, then maybe I'll change my mind. Um, but yeah, all right. that's, that's all our, right. Hey, we're done with our Oscars preview. <laughs> so that only took us two months. Yeah, I know. It, <laughs> hey, two months, two months and a half. Yeah. It was great. It oh, was yeah. great guys. Great discussing Oscars. Um, this definitely discussing who should have been nominated, who shouldn't have been nominated. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but it's been, it's been a fun 2017 drift. Yeah. And now cause negative to ride the full 2018 way from here on out. Yeah. All right, so basically, the it's almost like the Screenfellas New Year is the Oscars. So after the Oscars, we will kind of, me and Ozzy are going to kind of get together and try to figure out, like, what we're going to be doing. We might bring TV recaps, or the, or we might bring our highs and lows of TV back, because TV is back in full swing, but we've been kind of ignoring it. Um, the Rebels uh, finale, like the series finale is coming up, so I might have Jesse back on to do some of that. We it, like we're 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 basically gonna oh, kind of uh, readjust I'm, and see what we're doing. I needed to make an announcement, All right. and uh, Carlos, I you're gonna be shocked. Okay, <sighs> you're retiring I've from made, Screen Fellows. No, I've made the decision. <laughs> that would be like you'd be like, dude, <laughs> you cut me off air, dude. What do you mean? <laughs> um, no, I've made the decision to. Drop The Walking Dead. Wow. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't even watched the newest episode, so I was like, oh, I, I just, wonder if we're going to talk about it. <laughs> I just, um, their decision to kill off a character um, made me ultimately want to drop the show because when it, when it comes to Game of Thrones, you know, you still have a few main characters there that were still from the original first season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, at this point, you know who is the main character. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to The Walking Dead, it's just like, at this point, they're just like, okay, let's just kill somebody random. Um, let's just kill somebody who is the main character. Um, I don't know where they want to go with this at this point. <laughs> um, because it's just like, now they're trying to, the writer is trying to kill off the main, the, the, the legit main character of the show. Yeah. So it's just for me. It's just like, 
like, you know, we like I've been following the show for a certain amount of years now, and it's just like you've had us follow these people and you've given us main characters, and it's like now you're trying to change the whole roster of main characters. So it's like you're trying to give me a brand new show, and it's just it's not yeah, it's not what it was. You know, I remember calling the Carlos and saying, you know, this is this is just as good as as Game of Thrones, and at one point it was, but along the way they they lost it. I think it was around season season seven. I want to say where they started to lose their touch. Uh, season no season six, I believe the 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 right in the, right in the halfway point of season six where. They said they killed the character, and then they brought him back, and then they killed him again. <laughs> um, so it was just like, all right, you know, it's enough. Um, but I decided to um, drop the, the the Walking Dead. I just think it's something that um, just, you know, I'm just disappointed, honestly, because I don't want to drop the I don't want to drop the show. Um, I was one of the people rooting for the show, but um, you know. Just you know, they're, they're going to change these storylines, especially from the from the comics. Um, and it's just, it's just, I don't, I don't agree with with the direction that they're going with the show. So, I, I unfortunately um, am going to drop The Walking Dead. It's a sad day, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I definitely, I feel you. Uh, I haven't decided if I'm gonna. Well, I'm probably gonna watch the newest episode, and then uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right, Ozzy, I think it's time for us to go. I'm on a bit of a time crunch, so why don't you sign us out? All right, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shuri456, and make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the YouTube channel as well. Uh, yeah. So, oh, the Oscars live stream. Don't forget about that. If you're listening to this before the Oscars, then... Make sure you're tuning in to our live stream and uh, getting on with us in the comments, talking talking about everything that's going on. Hopefully, we don't have like an Oscar mix-up like last year um, with Best oh, Picture. Man. That was crazy. I hope there's a mix-up again. <laughs> um, <laughs> the hype for it is so real. Uh, but yeah, so definitely be um, on the lookout for the live stream, and we'll keep you up to date when it comes to like where you can find that and how you can watch that and all of that information. So yeah, that's what I got. Also, guys, follow me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy. Also, if you guys have any TV recommendations, any movie recommendations, any topics that you want Carlos and I to talk about, please feel free to email me at ozzy.castro at screenclose.com. And, um, yeah, well, you know, watch out for the live stream. Watch out for uh, the website. I know Brianna just got done uh, watching Death Wish, so I don't know if she's going to post a review there. Um, but definitely check that out. And, yeah, uh, make sure that you guys are on Twitter that night because I'll be taking over the uh, ScreenFellas Twitter account. And I'll be live tweeting the Oscars. So um, we'll go on from there. Um, but, all right. Awesome. Carlos, any, uh, any uh, recommendations? <laughs> um, all the Best Picture nominees and all the short films. There you go. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say Logan should win everything. But, all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, all right. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Google Play. I said Google Play. Um, also, check out the website. We're going to have some amazing reviews on there. So definitely check that out, all right? Guys, this is Screen Cards. Screen Cards.